0: Oh, God, for the sun Reading out of the Book of Galatians, reading out of chapter five. I believe here tonight. I don't think I'll be very long. I don't think that I'll share with you anything that you haven't heard before. Um, I won't share be sharing with you anything that may be profound, so to speak, in the, in the way that you know you haven't heard before. Of course, all of the Word of God is profound. This will be nothing new, but it's something that I believe the Holy Ghost has definitely laid on my heart to preach here tonight. And uh, I pray that you have ears to hear, and that God will open every one of our hearts. Amen. We're going to be start reading in uh, verse sixteen. This I say then: Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfil the lust of the flesh. For the lust for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary. The one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. Now some of you. I'm going to stop right there. And say this. Some of you may be reminded. You know that Paul in Romans 7. Talks about things that he could do. He wishes he could do. It, he can't do it. And so on and so forth. You're all familiar with that verse. Now, there's two different struggles here. This is a completely different struggle. This is not. Someone who's not born again. This is talking about someone who is born again, but instead of walking in the spirit, they're letting themselves fall into walking in the flesh, which is sin and God hates. And Paul's saying, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot, doesn't mean that a Christian can't live free from sinning. He's saying, You're walking in the flesh, that's why you're falling into sin. You're not remaining in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that you cannot do the things that you would, but if you be led of the spirit you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like: of the which I tell you before as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And, that they, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another know, I, I don't really have a title for what I'm going to preach here tonight. I guess if I did title it, it would be The Spirit of What. But you know what? This whole, you know, this is the issue. If you're struggling here tonight as a young man, and even if you aren't struggling, we need to hear this, you know, because the problem and the issue, all of your problems and all of your issues, whatever they may be, whatever you point to that you say, well, I'm struggling with this, or I'm not what I need to be in Jesus because of this. It's because there's some area of flesh, some area of carnality that you are not completely crucifying and giving up and letting the Lord Jesus have full surrender and letting the Lord Jesus have full control of and you be completely surrendered to him. And we see an example of this, you know, I just, as God was dealing with me about this today to preach this, he brought to my mind lot. And you can turn to these chapters and passages if you'd like to, but I'm just going to go over them here and read them and expound on what I believe God was dealing with me on here today. Go to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 4. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And you go down to verse 4 of chapter 12 and it says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot... Went with him. And Abram was 75 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. You know, Lot went with Abraham. And Lot got to see all of or, or many of the miracles in the beginning. He here he, you know, and and I don't believe Abraham just told Lot when they took off that, hey Lot, you know, I, I decided that I'm just gonna just move on out here. I don't really like uh, the way the grain is growing around here for the crops. I don't really like the way the cattle is looking and the way they're being provided for. I'm just going to look for better land. No, I believe Abraham went to Lot and he said, look, God has told me to get out of here. Get away from these people who are idolaters and to move out and to go forward to a new land and to serve him. And I believe there was some level of agreement you from know, Lot. Right. And there was some level of, yes, this is right. This is the way. I'm going to walk therein. You and know. he joined up with Abraham. But you move on a little bit further into Genesis chapter 14. And the Bible says, or actually, I'm sorry, we're going to go back here. Chapter? Genesis 13. And the Bible says, and Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Boy, that'll just some that'll preach right there. You talk about that back then. That was that was the epitome of who you were. That was trucks and wives and lots of yards for us. And whatever it may be in your life that is causing you to look to, to the natural and get your eyes off the Lord Jesus. Oh, right. Brother Jordan right. talked about it the other day. God dealing with us about distractions. Amen. And Lot also in which with Abraham had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. For their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. God had blessed them. In in the natural. There was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. I want you to know something, friend. If you try to serve God, and you try to serve God and man, like Jordan preached the other day, you are going to have this scenario, which happened in Genesis chapter 13, is going to arise every single time in your life. And what you're going to find is you're continually being conflicted with the interests of God that you know that you ought to be interested in. The things of the Lord Jesus you know you ought to be pressing in. You know you ought to be praying. You know you ought to be reading your Bible, more. But the things of this life, have you got your eyes on them? And so what happens is there's a, a strife that suddenly becomes to begin to take place in your heart. The, lot, the, the the people, the, the the flocks of God in your life, those that are watching them, they begin to be at strife and in odds with everything that you want to do in the flesh. Come on. Right. The Bible says there must be a separation. And that's exactly what happened. We see here, Abraham said in the lot, there, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between thee, between, see, there didn't have to be a strife, but there was, and that, it, They don't have to be a strife. You can do everything God wants you to do. And you can not be cornal and and, and accomplish all that God wants you to do. But if you continue to allow that old man after it's been supposed, I mean, I'm trusting everyone here believes they're born again, believes they're right with God. Supposedly you said you're right with the Lord Jesus Christ and you've laid down that old man and you've been crucified according to the Lord Jesus Christ and raised up him, a new person in Jesus. Old things are passed away, but I want to tell you something, friend. The old man will try to rise up. Yeah. Amen. That's exactly what's going on here. This is what this is what is as far as typology. That's what this is. And Abraham said, "Let there not be no strife. I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herb and thy herd. for we be brethren." It's not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself. I pray thee, from me. That I will take the left hand, and I will go on the right. And we all know the stories. And it said, Lot lifted up his all the plain of Jordan, but it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord had destroyed Sodom and it, morning, even as the garden of the Lord. And I can just imagine, that's probably what Lot said to himself. I mean, this looks just like Eden. This probably was the spot where Eden was. And oh, this is just beautiful. Isn't it? beautiful. I mean, surely God would want me to move out there in those big green grassy fields with all my flocks and my cattle and everything that I have and, and that I should just expand and grow and do better and do more and go more after this and more. And he didn't get, doesn't ask God one time, what should I do? He doesn't say, you know, he's just looking at Abraham, oh Uncle Abraham here with his ideas that we're going to wander in the desert. I'm sick of wandering around. It's time for me to camp down and, and dig some roots. And, that you know, who knows what the devil told him. But I guarantee you he had a reason why it was a good idea to go to those plains of Jordan. You think you have a good idea for your ideas. You know, well, the Holy Ghost is dealing with you. The Holy Ghost deals with us on a personal level. Out of anything your authorities told you, God's already t- tried to tell you personally. Right, if right, you'd be listening please. to Amen. him, His Spirit has already dealt with you. From the pulpit, God deals with you. From your Father, from your authority, God deals with you on these issues. It points your fingers. There's even those amongst you, your friends who you get around, and God begins to speak through them and to deal with things in your life that you know He's talking to you about. But you got a reason, why? Wow. <laughs> but but but, there's, but those planes over there—they're so well watered. Uh-huh. They're so Come nice. Come on, they're so wonderful. And all of us have the danger fall. I'm susceptible to that. Every one of us, apart from the Lord oh, Jesus Christ, right. the moment you begin to get distracted in this life, the moment your business, Come your on. family, anything yes, becomes more important than the Lord Jesus, Come on. is the moment you turn your eyes to that world that's and start right. lusting after it. Yes, sir. Wow. Amen. That's, Amen. that's exactly what happened what God said? He said, that the men of Sodom are wicked, and sinners before the Lord, and God thinks about it. That the men of Sodom are wicked, sinners before the Lord See, That's what God What are you doing? Why are you going that direction? Everybody there, that's horrible. That's wicked. Yeah, but I'm not going to get mixed up in well, that. I'm not going, I'm not going to get, I, look, I know that's wicked. We all know that's bad. But, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't think I have to be as strict as you, Uncle Abraham. I don't have to wander in the desert like you do. I don't have to be as strict as you, Daddy. I don't have to be as sold out and committed to Jesus as you were. I don't have to pray and read my Bible like you are telling me to. I don't have to. I just, look, I know that, you know, you know, I could, my business or this or that could become more important to me than Jesus. But I'm not doing that. You just think I am. take and listen, this is the word of the Lord for every one of us. Amen. Right. I, I thank God. Look, I'm not saying. I, I thank God. I believe I have my eyes on him. But all it would take is for me to get my eyes off of him. And I can be consumed with all manner of things that the devil will right. play before my eyes. And get Amen. me to pursue instead of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, yeah, he thought he wasn't going to get caught. He didn't think he was going to end up in Sodom. The next thing we see. He's all tangled up in the world. And he's, got a, he's having all the problems the world's got. Here comes the kings. They're all fighting one another. He gets taken along with everybody else. And what does God do? Oh, he's in his mercy. He gets old Uncle Abraham up. Old Uncle Abraham gets all of his servants, only 300 of them. They go down there and they whoop everybody. And they get Lot and they deliver him out of it. Well, you'd think maybe Lot would have told Wow, maybe I should be thinking through what I'm doing hanging out with all these people. Okay. Abraham was where God had him. He wasn't even close to any of that. He was protected and separated away from all of it. And God was able to use him to deliver Lot. And God could have never used Abraham to deliver Lot if he'd have been hanging out with Lot in Sodom. But God kept him, He kept him away. And Abraham was listening to God, so therefore he was able to go and deliver a lot of that. And you thought maybe, you know, you think maybe Lot would have thought, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a clue here. I'm going to go get get out, get away from these wicked people and all of their wars and all their worldly things they're worried about. I'm going to get out of here and go back to where I came from. But no, he stayed there. Cool. And once again, he continued to just, you know, hover around in the spirit. Not going forward in God. Just settling down. Settling down in Sodom and Gomorrah. He's just going to live right there. And finally, you come to Genesis 19. An old lie. The angels come. Now this is, this is a perfect picture of one The angels come, and he he recognized the angels. I, I believe it's at least, he, he, you know, the Bible, make, to me, it implies that he recognized that they were holy men. He, he invited them. Come on. Oh, thank uh-huh, God. Uh-huh, the Bible says on. he was righteous, and his soul was vexed. So I believe he bore witness. These are angels. These are men of God. Come on, come into my house. Come on, brethren. No, don't stay in the street. Come with me. I want to put you up. I want to. There was some element of life there, but then the, the rapists come knocking on the door. Hey, let us fi- let, let, let us know the men that came to the And what does he do? He comes out and offers his daughters. Now it seems like what what sane man would do that? Not none, no sane man. But, you know you could just hear Lot justifying it to himself. Yeah, but I mean I, could, I couldn't let him break the angels. I mean, what else was I going to do? I mean, I couldn't, and I can't beat all of them. But I have to like, there's some solution. And that's exactly what Cornelius always does. It always ends up perverting and twisting what God originally wanted. Here comes God trying to deliver him. Here comes that instead of turning to the angels, if he recognizes they were angels and saying, what are we supposed to do? How are we going to do that? What do, God help me. He's out there trying to bargain with the devil. And that's exactly what happens. If you remain in Cornelius, there's, Amen. there's, Many, all of us, God's telling you to press in. But there's some of you God is specifically told to press in, get deeper. Some of you who are young believers and you're, uh, you know, you're just born again, Luke, Elijah, You know, you, you, God's dealing with you to press in, well, seek his face. Yeah. But if you don't do it and you don't press in before it's too late, you're going to be out on the side of the door trying to bargain with the devil. Right. Well, yeah. And then they're telling get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. No sure word from God. He's not seeking God. He don't know. He can't. Well, oh, I don't He didn't know that they were th- it was the word of the Lord from the gather there. Finally, God having mercy on him. They grab him, they drag him out of there. What happens? You know, again, I'm not exalting family. It, it, what, what terrible, awful things happen to Lot from that point forward? From that point forward, he's first he's getting in God's way the whole time. He's, the whole time he's in God's way. I mean, I, he wants to destroy that. I want to destroy this now. I'm, I want to do this. Can I go to Zohar? Can I please go over here, God? Can you just let me have this? So finally, God goes, oh, okay, son, if you just back, go ahead. Go to Zohar. Get over there. So, And the sun's risen by the time they get to there. He took him all night to get there. And then he's so wishy-washy. Now he's a uh, few, you, you know, I don't know how long it was later, but now he's up. Now he did go up the mountain. After God done told him to do it a long time ago, but now he's, Goes climbs the mountain and hides out, and and then you see the same thing. Another uh, his daughters, which you know he obviously had a perverted mind. Maybe he should have been teaching them something. He's trying to offer them to rapists. Well, they end up you know doing all kind of perverted things, and it spawned you know. Here's the thing you don't realize they were just thinking, well, we're just trying to preserve some seed. We you know we want our daddy's name you know to 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 be preserved in the earth. You could even say that that was a legitimate desire for them to. Want their dad's name to be preserved in the earth. That was a big deal back then. For your, you know, the seed and the line to continue. But they did it all perverted. They spawned two nations that fought Israel every step of their way. Right. Amen. Right. right. And you listen to me. You try to do things uh-huh. your way. You try to get, get in God's way the whole time He's trying to tell you what to do. The whole time He's speaking through His authority. The whole time He speaks to this pulpit. The whole time He speaks to your parents. Tells you what to do, how no. to do it, where to go, what to do. But you're getting in his way constantly. What's going to happen is you're going to be frustrated. And you're going to continue right. to be troubled. And continue to be, I mean, every step I turn, Daddy saying this. I'm this. I'm just, I can't do anything. Right. No. And eventually, you're going to get in a whole bunch of trouble. That's right. And you're going to fight God the whole way. That's right. right. And you're going to create a monster in your life that's going to fight every sin And it's going to destroy you eventually. Amen. Oh. We have another example. I don't want to be like God, amen? Amen. Amen. We have another example. You can go to John chapter 11 if you want to turn. We read John chapter 11. I was just listening to this today. I'll tell you what, God, you really just. You know, there's times where, you know, you're reading through the word of God Amen. it's always the word of God and there's nothing ever wrong with the word of God And there's times where you, you can really sense God's spirit quickening you to you quickening you to that word and this morning I, I was listening almost listening to the entire book of John because I was glowing and you know, meditating with God, I was working with the Louisiana Laundry I had to turn my head and walk away a couple of times and I was so in tears and you know, I was glowing God, I, look, I haven't seen you cry over <laughs> here you know God was making this real to me. Right. You know in John chapter eleven it says there was a, now a certain man who was sick named Lazarus of Bethany. And I, and I challenge you. Let me just say this before I read start reading. You know if you've never read to the entire book of John in one sitting, it, be, or listen to it, you ought to do it. I tell you, if you love Jesus, it, it's so rich with you, the Lord Jesus, and and it'll convict. I mean, any time you read the word about it, it ought to convict you. But I yeah, challenge ma'am. you to do that. You know, John John wrote about the Lord Jesus in a very unique and special way. Probably my favorite gospel of all the gospels. Now a certain man was sick in Lazarus in Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister said unto him, Son Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Well, oh, that's so unloving. Isn't it? How many people would today, if, I mean, if, if, if I knew that if I called on Jesus, he would come right now, immediately. And, and I'm not mocking, Jesus will come to you if you call him. But I'm talking about people who think that God is at their Going to jump but they're all a little whim just because you know my brother is sick, or I want this or I want that. God no, God's not on your, your time, He's on His time. Amen. But Jesus knew what he's doing. He go two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea. And, and I want you to take notice of his disciples, and everybody in this situation, they don't they don't have the mind to been renewed by the Lord Jesus. And so what are they doing? They're thinking totally in the flesh. They're thinking totally with the calm mind. His disciples say, Master, the Jews of light sought to stone me, and goest thou thither again. Jesus said to him, oh, there are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he sees he the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. In other words, Jesus saying, I, you know, I, I've got to do what God told me to do. I've by every man that threatens me. But these things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may awake out of sleep. Once again, he's speaking spiritually here. But then he's decided, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. How many of Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent you made. This is all so that you can grow, so that you can see the Lord Jesus, so you can see me in a deeper way, that you might believe on me. But they don't realize that. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then say of Thomas, which is called his oh. fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days away. Now, Bethany was not to Jerusalem, about 15 for that all. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, thou hadst been here. My brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Now you think about that. Jesus was speaking as plainly as he could speak. He said, your brother's going to rise again. It was full of unbelief. Listen to Martha. Martha said, I, I knew that life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall not die. Believest thou this? She says, And him, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went away and called Mary and her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and call her for thee. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came unto him. Now, Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews which were with her in the house would comfort her when they saw Mary she rose up hastily and went out, followed her son. She killed him, great to weep there. Then, when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, "Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died." And Jesus therefore sorrowed weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with him, in spirit and was troubled. You know, I used to read that through that, and again, I do not. I'm not saying that Jesus had no sympathy for them. I do believe that he felt for them. You know their walls I and mean, knew that they had no idea that you know he was getting ready to raise from the dead but I also believe that groan was far more a groan of I cannot, why don't they understand yeah. that I am the life i'm the resurrection Whoa. I'm everything that they need why can't they see earlier again if you read this whole the whole book of john he talks like this he says how can you why can you not understand said, "Where have you said, Lord comes." Jesus Christ. You know that scripture right there. couldn't have done that miracle. But then you see the Jews totally deceived, thinking with a form of mind. Behold, how he loved him. And of course, I'm not saying Jesus didn't love him. But you see they're totally thinking. He's weeping because he has human emotion and sympathy. Some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have called that even this man should have not died? Jesus therefore again groaning in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. I believe he was groaning in let me raise you from the dead so that they might believe. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead. Uh, again, you, know, you, hear, uh, you think, Here's the Son of God, come in, take away the stone. I'd be like, He's here, to raise him from the dead. Woo! Pushing the stone right out of the way. Lord, he, He's standing. By Thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by sin, that they may believe that thou hast sinned. And when he thus spoken proud of the loud for us, Lazarus come forth. He those gave came forth, thou handful with grave And the face with God about the network, Jesus saith and came loosely, and let him go.
1: You know, this is the
0: whole situation of people who, if you're in this church and you're a young man, and you're struggling with. You're falling into sin. You're struggling with besetting sin. You're falling into the flesh constantly. Your your authority is constantly dealing with you. That you need to lay aside your, the, the things of this world, lay aside the child's things, and grow in God. The answer is to get a revelation of the Lord Jesus right. Christ. Right. Because this is what Jesus is doing to you, He's desiring. To raise up that life of Christ within you. You would come forth from the grave. A new man in the Lord Jesus Christ. Loosed and set free. Totally in love with Jesus. Totally knowing what things that you want to pursue in this life. Totally free from everything that's binding you right Amen. now. You think you're, you see, here's the problem. The devil's holding a carrot over your face, and you think you're chasing freedom by chasing the carrot. But what you don't realize is if you turn around and we're chasing the carrot, God's offering you eternity. Right. Amen. He's offering you the blessings of eternity, the riches of Christ. And finally, here today, I just want to bring out one more example. In the beginning of John, listening today, again to John, another example. John chapter 1, verse 25, it says that. <coughs> Philip, findeth him a thing, and saith unto him, We have found of him, him a crew Moses in the law. And the prophets did right. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathaniel said unto him, Can there anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip saith unto him, Come and see him. just saw him. He said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God; thou art the King of Israel. When Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee in the big tree before thou? thou shalt see greater things than these. And I believe all the disciples were standing there. They heard that. Okay. Then you see John. You go through the Book of John. Jesus doing all kind of miracles, preaching left and right to these Pharisees who are "Tell us plainly if the Christ." I've already told you I'm the Christ. How can I? I my Father bear witness to me. I'm one. And if you don't believe me, believe the works. But, you know, just continue. Why can't you understand my speech? Philip got to observe all of this. Okay? Philip observed Peter. And Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the son of God. And, and Jesus said to him, yes, that's flesh and blood has revealed that to you, Peter. But my spirit. But then he turned around and, well, you're not going to get killed. You're not and he saw Jesus rebuke And that's corn. You're full of the devil. You're full of Satan. Philip observed all of these things as far as we know. Or many of them for sure. We get over to John chapter 12. And let's read of one of these incidents that Philip observed. And there were certain Greeks among them that came to worship at the feast. The same came therefore, for Philip, which is of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we will see Jesus. Philip comes and tells Andrew. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it and the life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor him. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I do? Father save me from this hour for this cause came I unto this hour the Father glorify thy name then came there a voice from heaven saying I have both glorified it and glorified it again the people that therefore that stood by heard said that it thundered others said an angel's them. Jesus answered and said this voice came not because of me but for your sakes now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out and if I And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Philip, he sat there and watched that whole transaction take place. Jesus said, basically, you've got to die. You've got to lay down your life. You've got to love me more than you love, uh, you know, family, life, whatever. And we get over here to John chapter 14 and 8. And this just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm coming up to this point. This you know really struck me. Today. You know, if you walk with Jesus and you're consistently seeking Him, you're in His Word, you're going to continually be convicted to go deeper. Amen. Right. And you're going to be continually troubled at any lie. You know, again, I I'm, I feel so. Mad, this message is right to me as well as it is to you. Amen. Amen. But you know, God dealt with me saying "I don't know if it'll if it'll touch you like it touched me." But I tell you, I've been. says, talks about the Father. He says, if he had known me, he should have known my Father also. And henceforth he know him and have seen him. And he's, he's given all these promises to his to his disciples. Here, here, you know, he sent Judas to it out. He's getting ready to pray that beloved prayer that you can read in uh, John chapter 17 over the disciples and, and it's just he, he's trying you can tell he's just he it's it's good for me that I'm going away. I'm going to send you a comforter. You can sense the spirit the heart of the Lord Jesus is to give his everything to them. You've got John laying on the breast of the Lord Jesus. And, you know, I thought about that today. There's some of you here, if Jesus were right here in this bodily house right now, uh, and pray God it wouldn't, maybe all of us would. I hope it wouldn't be that. But I know there's some of you here, you'd be too proud to lay your head on Jesus' chest in front of everybody and ask him, Lord, is it high? But that's the spirit you're going to have to have if you're going to go forward, right? But he's trying, he's trying to get his disciples to see. It's a good thing. That I go away from you. It's, it's a, I'm going to send the comforter. This is the will of God. And, and they're oblivious to it. You can tell that it's just going right over their head. They don't even know what's going on. And Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it suffices this. And this question right here, I tell you. You ought to just take it and insert your name right here. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not filled He that seen me is i believe the Holy Ghost would like to ask each and every one of you here tonight this is what he wants to say if I were here if, if God come down in bodily form and he is saying this to you basically he is here but you know in your heart what he looked at you and when he said I've been so long my time with you and you still don't know me you know if we're going to go further in this church if, if we as young men are going to pick up the banner of those who have walked before Saying you've got to be some great preacher or whatever. I'm just saying, if you're going to do what God wants you to do, what He wants you to accomplish in your life, where whether it may whatever that calling may be, you're going to have to know Him. Amen. You're going to have to walk with Him. You can't walk like He walked. You know, we ought to walk also as He walked. Amen. To walk in the light as He is in the light. You're not going to walk in the light as he is in the light if you don't spend any time in the light. You're not going to walk as he walked if you don't walk with him in your private life and know him and know what he wants you to do. As we move forward here, I believe God is calling us to a deeper walk with him. He's calling every one of us. For some of you, this is more of a warning. You better listen. the place in this body that I'm called to fulfill. And that's another thing. You need to take that seriously. You're called to be a blessing in this church right now, today. Th- th- where God has you right now is here in Consuming Fire Fellowship. And you have a vital part to play in our midst. Amen. If you're not taking that seriously, it may be that you sit on a pew and you just worship God and be a blessing to your family. But that is adding to the spiritual strength of this and if every person would take seriously what God has called them to do, then we could, who knows what God could do in our midst. We would see revival. Certainly we would see personal revival. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. God can move corporately in a mighty way. Let's lay not up treasures for ourselves here in the let us lay up treasures yeah. in heaven. Yeah. Let us vote. Let's get our eyes I'm Not saying, I was talking to, you know, some some of the guys today, and we were talking about trucks. Uh, again, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with what God allows you to have, but it must remain in that place of this is not the ultimate goal. Right. right. Jesus know. is every. This is just a means right? yeah. whereby I may get to know Him. Amen. And if it doesn't remain in that place, it becomes a distraction, and it becomes a thing that will cause you to fall. Right. It'll right. kill you. Choose to press in. Praise God. Let's stand here tonight. I want to be like Jesus. Amen. 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 I, want, I want to be like the Lord Jesus. Would you Would you Precious Heavenly Father, thank you. God, each and for every moment that we have, Lord, to so draw closer to you and know that we don't yes. deserve, Father, our next breath, and yet you yes. grant us life, Lord. and Life in the spirit, Father, in your precious word, God, in the service yes. here tonight and each week. And just pray, Lord, that our hearts would be right before Amen. you, that we'd be humble, yes. God, yes. that we'd receive that word, that we'd apply it to our lives, that we would seek you with all of our hearts, yes. get rid of all distractions, Lord, and set our eyes singly fixed yes. upon Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. Love I appreciate it. morning.